Welcome to Talking with the Terrells podcast, a podcast about relationships, marriage, health, friendship, religion, interviews, and so much more. Each week, we deliver great topics of every avenue. Now, here are your hosts, Thomas and Tajana Terrell. Hey, how you all doing out there? Welcome to another episode of Talking with the Terrells. I'm your host, Thomas, also always joined by my lovely co-host and my wife and my best friend, Tajana. Hey, hey, y'all. And together, we, we are, are the Terrells. Hey. Today uh, is October the 19th, Monday, October the 19th, 2020. We'd like to thank you all who's been listening. Uh, also, to our new subscribers, we'd like to thank you for uh, tuning in with us. Yes. Uh, Woo-woo. Helping us get our message across because without you all we'll just be talking to ourselves mm-hmm. and uh but we do good talking we together. do good talking to ourselves what talking to each yeah, other to each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i talked to myself too y'all so you gotta excuse that ain't nothing wrong with that oh all right but <laughs> yeah you know i give a little chat to myself from time to time yeah, you gotta do that sometimes when you about to bust somebody in <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you you know I, I got i got a friend in me so i i talked to myself well you uh, know jesus is in us all yeah, I'm talking about me. I'm talking, geez, I talk to Jesus too, but I'm talking, I'm talking to me. But um, October, man, October. This is one of my favorite times. Uh, Halloween is coming up. We also have uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month for mm-hmm. those who love tatas. Uh, save the tatas. Uh, month where you pink. You know, support mm-hmm. the ladies with the breast cancer, but also. We have what a lot of people don't talk about, and that is Domestic Abuse Month. Mm, mm, domestic mm. Abuse Month. Damn. I didn't think about that. Damn. Domestic, domestic Abuse Month. You know, whereas uh, I wouldn't say that it's celebrated, but it's... it's to bring awareness. It's bring, it brings awareness, it you know, does. as we as we talk about it, which we have women out there who go through this more than just October. But, you know... As on talking with the Terrells, we like to in, entertain you, but our main goal is to empower you as well as um, inspire, inspire, yeah. encourage. Yeah, I'm trying to stick with the e words, <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know that's our goal. So I believe that people go through things in life, um, you know, to help other people. Their stories can help other people. And one of the reasons I started this podcast, I don't know why I'm talking about this nine episodes in. This is episode nine. Uh, but because not only was we bored in the house, <laughs> um, but we wanted to show that, you know, as a young couple, there are people out here who still loving. Yeah. You know, married. It's out there. You, it's out there. Hear you, ye. Hear ye. You got to look up on the rock sometime, <laughs> but... It's out here. You get what I'm saying? And um, and we came up with the podcast. We sitting in the house. Like, a lot of people know that I do yeah, stand-up comedy. You yeah, was I, I was on you it, was man. on like, it. I went and got so, top flight. So everything, everything. Everything was coming through this door. I was like, <laughs> what is this, Christmas? Yeah, but um, I 
I was going through some things because I really couldn't make people laugh because um, there's no shows going on. And I don't really like the Zoom thing because if somebody start laughing, then it it takes away from the joke. And it, it's just different from being live. I yeah, understand. live. Like, I, I feel that stand-up comedy, you have to be, like, live. And uh, it's not like music where you can just play and people can sing along. Like, people got to actually, like, listen and pay attention so they get the right. joke. You get what I'm saying? And also, um, my lovely wife, she's been through a lot of issues in our life. So she wanted to find a way to reach women all over the world. And what better way to do it than starting our own podcast? Yep. So I went and got to work. So it made it no excuses for neither one of us, you know. Uh, and it's and just, I appreciate it. And it's just something that we building as as a couple. You know what I'm saying? We building a enterprise here. We're working together with this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it's uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month or Domestic Abuse Awareness. I think it's domestic violence. Domestic violence. I think so, too. Uh, but... Like I said, a lot of women, a lot of women go through domestic violence more than just like I said in October. They go through a year round, and I did a little research, and it says uh, one in four women will experience physical violence by their intimate partner. Another one says uh, women between the ages of eighteen and twenty-four are most commonly abused by the intimate partner. It says every nine seconds in the U.S., a woman is assaulted or beaten. That's a That's lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. That is, nine seconds. Nine seconds. That is a lot. Every nine seconds. Um, and then it say every day in the U.S., more than three women are murdered by their husbands or boyfriends. And mm. and it was important that we talk about this. Um. Because in D.C., where we live at, is like you see it on the news just very often now. Like women getting killed by their boyfriends or, you know. And I'm not even talking about like beating. I'm talking about like they shooting their yeah. girlfriends. You get what I'm saying? And um, it, it's like the murders never get solved. Yeah. To me, it just seemed like the murders never get solved. I know a family right now who's going through a situation where they know who did it. And mm. it's still like they still got a reward out for no the guy. You know what I'm saying? No justice. Up. And it, it's kind of crazy to me because I just feel honestly deep in my heart that if another culture woman go missing, then they look for her or they do this, they do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like even when our kids go missing, our young right. women go mm-hmm. missing, like, you don't even hear nothing. So family stuck with not no closure or anything. Right. Uh, so like I said, as well as we like to have fun, but I just like to take a serious approach to this because, um, I mean, it just get disheartening. And it's just like you hear so often. It's just like. um seem like it's normal. They make yeah, it seem like it it's just normal. Oh, like black woman um, killed um, suspect could possibly yeah, be you or just what hear you call them. And too, that's it too often like you know growing up you hear stuff i don't know if, if i ain't look at the news like that but you, that was something you heard every once in a while you know what i'm saying and then um i asked you know a few of the law officers that i asked like 
you know, they don't really like going for domestic violence calls. They don't. You know, and um, I'm like, well, well, who are the women supposed to run to? And they don't like going to the domestic violence calls it's because a tricky thing. because it's a tricky thing. As you say, they they've been there to lock the boyfriend up and a girlfriend jump on them mm-hmm. or try to stab the police mm-hmm. or like. So I don't know if though of those few bad apples you know destroyed the bunch but it's just like for it, those women that are trying to yeah and know, there's some women who yeah. really trying to get out and taking it seriously and it's just like they can't even go to the police it's just like who, who do you go to like and if you bear arms on yourself then you got to be like well i'm going to jail for protecting myself um so uh like i said we we started this podcast because my wife's been through similar um things that is nature and you know we like to be open and honest you know to a certain extent about our lives um not to bolster brag but just to help people out right you know because we want you all to know who's listening like you all or your family is not the only ones who going through it so we're here hoping that our stories can inspire you or help you towards the right direction we're not no professionals Mm -mm. you know we just two people who just out here trying to spread love and And give you know give our side of things and you know share like you like you said experience so a lot a lot of people don't know um that you've been through similar things like this and and hopefully that your story can help yeah help somebody who's going through the same situation Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us always look on the outside, you know, and try to look in and be like, well, won't you just leave? No. You get what I'm saying? Like, that easy but for it's, everybody. But it's never that easy for the person who's in the situation. Until you in them shoes, then you'll understand. But you've you've worn those shoes before. And uh, just, you know, just, just tell your story. And like I said, hopefully... It can help somebody who's going through the same thing or, you know, inspire somebody to get out while they can before it's too late. You right. get what I'm saying? Right. Um, um, my story, I'm going to keep it, keep the short version. So I'm going to skip some things and this, that, and the other. But um, first, let me say this. I didn't see men hit my mom. I've never seen my mom argue with a man ever. Never seen any of that. Yeah, a lot of people see that in the household. Is, is is my mother is very cool, calm, and collected. No, you know, that's that's chilly, chilly willy. And um, father figure wise, um, I did have a stepfather in in the home for a while. Um, I mostly seen him. Just he was he was cool, very cool man. Um, we're close to this day. He was a provider, great provider. Um, I just only seen him go to work come home and he you know we did family day on the weekends that's it and then um him and my mom um separated and then that was the end of that he was the um only solid um father in the in the house but again he only just came and went went to work go to and paid the bills. bills that's it went to sleep got and the yep, big piece that's, of that's true yep and he he did get his big piece of pap ass chicken he loved that pap ass but um yeah so none of that stuff was around me um uh the young man that i was dating um like i said i'm gonna do the short version 
Um, he had, um, he needed help with work. So I helped him with, um, with this, with trying to get his job back. Um, it didn't work out for him. So we still, um, remain cool. And even though we remain cool, he has shared some things about, you know, his life. Um, he shared that, you know, um, um, so a girl had broke his heart, um, some uh, ex-girlfriend broke his heart a um he had uh he seen his his dad abuse his mom and he also you know had some depression things going on and um he smoked cigarettes you know that's the only thing i've mostly seen him you know people smoke cigarettes people smoke a little weed this that and the other Mm so um I didn't know until later that he was a, a drug abuser, meaning like he did um, dippers, you know, so the cigarettes and the dip stuff. So um, I didn't know what that was at the at the moment. All I knew about was, you know, coke, crack, and 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 alcohol. weed, you know, seeing that and mm-hmm. alcohol. So um, he would, I would see him smoke that from time to time, but I never, you know, thought anything about uh, of it. So, um, in between us chatting and we started dating, um, I did see red flags, um, like behavior things, um, that, you know, you know, manipulative things, uh, um, what can I say? Manipulation, uh, guilt tripping, you know, the things that abusers do for the most part that, you know, people that have been abused know what I'm talking about. Um, but on the day that, um, he actually, the first time he ever put his hands on me, um, was, um, first of all, anybody that knows me knows that I don't have a problem with speaking my voice. I'm not a timid person. I'm going to say what I need to say. I'm not afraid to say what I need to say. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wasn't timid, like, oh, my, no, I'm not that type of female. He didn't, he got mad at me because I told him he couldn't use my car. And this particular day, I guess this was his day. So um, he walked up to me and he said, what did you say? And I said, you're not using my car today, like that. So he came and he tied a sweater around my neck and he started choking me. And I was grabbing onto the sweater, trying to gain my gain air, but I couldn't get no air through. And he finally took the sweater, unloosened the sweater from off the um, off my neck, and said something like "Go something," I don't remember. So um, I ran in the room. I ran in the room and I slammed the door behind me because I was going to go get the butcher knife that I kept in under my mattress. Mm -hmm. So I guess he knew that that's, you know, he knew that I kept one there. So he kicked the door in and, um, he, while I was by the bed, he pushed me on the bed and he was banging my head against the, against the wall. Boom, boom, boom. Just, just banging my head against the wall. So then he threw me on the bed and took this thing. It was a perfume bottle with a, a pointy top. I think it was Issy Miyake. And he went to go stab me in the eye, but I moved and he missed. So then he was saying something, like I said, some things. Um, I don't remember some. And um, he took the bed and turned the whole, my whole bed on top of me, the, the headboard, the everything. 
and I'm laying under the bed and I'm I tried I think I tried to move and scoop and he took the bed from off of me and he came I was laying flat on my face but it was blood gushing on the floor and um when I went to turn around I had my hand up over like was like uh, like trying to get my eyesight and all that stuff together and he had his foot up so he was about to stump me in the face so um when he seen something I don't know what happened but he didn't stump me he he seen the blood and he said oh my god oh my god like that and he ran and got a towel and tried to clean me up so he was trying to clean me up and I started swinging and and this that and the other blah 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 screaming and stuff um in the midst of this um I do know that I did call my sister and my sister Y'all, I I felt sorry for my sister. My sister heard everything on the phone. So I know that was traumatizing for her to hear her sister, you know, screaming and hollering in, you know, over the phone and you can't do anything about it. So, um, um, yeah, I somehow managed to call my sister. So, um, I had a towel over my face and he said, come on. So I left with the towel on my face and I'm coming downstairs and downstairs in my building is people in the lobby. It's a woman is it's, it's, I think it was a few people in the lobby. Everybody's looking at me, but ain't nobody like saying nothing, but I'm looking at them like help me. So nobody did anything. Um, I got in the car. He put me in the car and he drove blasting his music. <laughs> Going to the store. He um, stopped at the gas station. He took my bank card and um took money out of my account and i don't know what he took but he took my money out my account and while he went into the gas station i tried to climb over on the driver's side so i can pull off but by me being in and out of conscious i couldn't get over there fast enough so i had to climb hurry up and try to climb back into the passenger seat and he got back in luckily he didn't know that what i was doing because he probably would have tried to beat me some more so um, he drove, still his music blasting. He's smoking his cigarette like nothing ain't even wrong. Y'all, he drove himself. He drove himself home. He drove himself home and got out the car and said, call me when you get out the hospital. <laughs> so I drive, I'm driving now. I got blood dripping, like dripping down my face. I'm driving to my mom's house, and by the grace of God, I don't know how I made it to my mom's house. I'm in and out of conscience, but I made it to my mom's house. I walk into my mom's house. My mother goes off, then called his mom, cussed her out, and some more stuff. So um, they called the poli- called the ambulance or something or the police, and um, they asked where did the incident happen, and we said in PG, they said that's, that's where the charges was going to be pressed at. So... Um, they called the ambulance for me, and the ambulance came and picked me up, and I'm in and out of conscious in the in the ambulance. We get to the hospital, they clean me up. So um, once they cleaned me up, I didn't know what was messed up, to be honest, until they um, cleaned me up, which was I had to get stitches across my face. Um, I had a knot on my head, I think a two knots or something like that and I had knots on my body like bruises and knots on my legs and back and stuff like that um the next day I had to go to the court building to write my report and even with doing that 
if y'all ever seen <clears throat> Tina Turner writing, remember that time when she was sitting by the mirror and she was like, I got to like trying to write. That's mm-hmm. how I was trying to write the story because my mental was messed up like from that. So um, after the court building, thank God for my mom, y'all. Like um, my mother helped me a lot through that. Um, she, I stayed with my mom for a lot for a while because it wasn't safe for me to go home. Um, I do know for days, weeks, days I've had nightmares. Weeks I've had nightmares. Um, I would wake up like whining and rocking myself to sleep. Um, what else? Um. I had nightmares. Um, I used to walk around with my face down a lot because um, of the scar that was across my face. And um, one of my good friends said, don't don't walk with your face down, Tajana. Like, don't do that. So ever since that day, I, you know, I was with scars and all. I, you know, I was looking. But for a while, I did used to walk around with my head down because of the scar on my face. And um, after that, y'all... Um, <clears throat> He was still trying to keep in contact with me and things like that. And I was trying to wean him, you know, do it off nicely. Like, you know, we shouldn't be together because, you know, this, that, and the other. I don't want to be with you and this, that, and the other. I mean, we can't. Like, just trying to do it softly. And um, that wasn't wasn't working. And he had to also come and get his stuff. And... um, that that didn't work out. Um, I asked a gentleman to come and um, chaperone while I got while he got his things, and him and the guy got into it, and the guy knocked him out. And um, after that, um, I had to get restraining order. Restraining order. Um, when I went to court, <clears throat> when it was time to go to court, the lady told me, if you want the restraining order, you have to really beg for this thing because it's plenty of women that, like you were saying, that get these restraining orders and they don't stand by them. And I said, I know, I really am. And um, they granted me the, the, the restraining order. And I told the lady, do not put my new address on the, um, on the, the restraining order. And she puts it on there because I was in the process of moving because they said it wasn't safe for me to live like, do I have anybody nearby? I didn't have anybody nearby. So um, in the process, I did get my restraining order. We went to court. When we went in the courtroom, he was just out of order in the courtroom. They had the him and the judge got into it. He was just out of order. So um, after that, um, in the process of me moving, um, I still had to stay at my other place for a while until I moved. And he... Um, one time I walked in the house with my bags and he called as soon as I dropped my bags and said, are you, are you, what'd he say? You need help with your, you need help with your bags. And I dropped the phone like I was on a horror film. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, like I, that, it scared me. So I finally moved. And after that, y'all, um, when he seen that she's really not returning, that's when it got really crazy, like really bad. Like he started popping up at my mom's house unannounced, looking for me, um, like saying stuff like, oh, miss, you know, miss such and such. I want, um, can you do my hair? But he was really looking for me. And he even asked my mom, like, have you seen Tajana? And, and my mom was like, no, you know, my mother had me hiding in the closet and stuff. 
And then um, he came up to my job trying to fight my coworkers. You know, to the extent to where I almost lost my job because he was out of he was that out of order. He was determined to to find me. And um, it got really it was so much more stuff, y'all, that it was really like a horror film. I got so sick and tired of him stalking me that it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'll just fight him because nothing was working like nothing was working. The restraining order wasn't stopping him. I even called the police. It was a police, and I told him what was going on, told him to call him and talk to him, threaten him or something. Man, he didn't respect anything. He told the officer, I don't care what you're talking about. I'm trying to get my woman back, so whatever, do what you need to do. The officer called me back and said, do you have something, like some type of um, mace or something to protect yourself? And I'm like, yeah, but but why are you saying that? And he said, because... (laughs) Yeah, he's a he. Yeah, he don't got it all, and you know you you need to really be safe because. And I'm like, I'm looking at the phone like, what are y'all for? You know, mm-hmm. y'all supposed to be helping me out, and you telling me. And I just hung up the phone, and I was like, Dag, there's really no hope for me. Like, like I'm really out here by myself, and I'm talking about this is not like months and stuff. This is years that he's still doing these things, and not now. But it was years that he was doing these things. He was unstoppable. He wasn't going to stop until he 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 got me. Like, and I think he wanted me alone. And well, I thank God that a lot of times I was around somebody or wasn't there when he popped up or whatever the case may be. But um, um, after the po- police um said that and um. Um, even to the point where I was, he was leaving messages on my, on my phone, on my cell phone. Um, when people say they blow people phones up, no, he blow, he blew the phone up, meaning that I, he would call my phone from five o'clock in the afternoon all the way to the next morning, seven o'clock in the morning. And I would have like 3,000 to 4,000 missed calls on my phone. And sometimes the numbers wouldn't even come up no more because he done tore my phone up to it would be triangles and squares. So, yeah, he he wasn't playing. He I knew for a fact that that man, if he caught me alone, he was going to kill me. So the more the so the end of this story is. Um. At the time, I was um, married, and he called, and he left some strange message. And I don't know what he said. I don't even remember. Maybe a month after that, a few weeks after that, um, he winded up killing himself. Well, um, the the first time that he put his hands on you, was that the first and last time? Or? Yeah, it didn't happen again. Cause some some women like the man hit them and they go back and uh, why why do you think I that th- may be the case? I think for for most women, I feel that the one of the main reasons is some women don't have the support. Like their family ain't supportive. They don't have a strong support system. Um, most of the time they have nowhere to go. Or the man has stripped him, meaning that financial abuse, meaning that the man had made it so that they are 100% 
financially dependent on him to where they can't go anywhere. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's nowhere, nowhere to go. And even sometimes if you go to family, family a snitch until where, you know, you seen Ike and Tina. Like, you know, some, you know, yeah. I've heard people say that they are respecting their, their, their mom or dad. Well, I don't think a dad would be okay with their, with their, uh, yeah, but their okay. mom would say, you know, that's your husband or that's your, you know, they think they're doing it for the marriage. You get what I'm saying? Or, the money yes exactly depending on the lifestyle like it has a lot to do with like sometimes it's um not knowing your self-worth like they feel like they done something wrong like they deserved it you get what i'm saying and like um some of them stay there because of the kids you know they got kids with the man and some of them don't want to leave because they feel like if I I don't want him if he ain't beating me he gonna start beating the kids yeah, or you know take it's the kids and all that yes stuff. it's a, it's a it's a it's not it's easy it's complicated you know it's very complicated because everybody's situation is yeah, different, different. Mm-hmm. and as far as me I know what my reason was it was because I felt I felt that I could help him I felt sorry for him because he didn't have you know. No, no, nobody that it seemed like nobody cared. You get what I'm saying? And I was just like, I'm here. Like, here's somebody that cares about you. But um, now that I know better, I do understand that people do have issues, past traumas, issues and baggage. But it's how you manage it. You get what I'm saying? Like, you can have issues and baggage, but as long as it's not interfering with your life, with your livelihood and your life, like, if it's not affecting anything. But when it starts affecting things in your life, then that's when it's a that's when it's a problem. And I do, I do believe, I, I did, I do now believe that it didn't have anything to do with me. That, that wasn't a personal attack. That was his dealing with his demons and the things that he was going through. You know what I'm saying? And I I understand that now, but before I didn't, it was like, why are you being mean to me? Like, I'm here. Like, why are you doing this to me out of all peoples? Like, I'm I'm showing you that I ain't never crossed you or nothing, but you're going to do this to me? Yeah, you reciprocated all the stuff that Dave is going through. Right, and I got got the whipping. With, um... With that being said, it seems like police, okay, will always be your first go-to. But I, I do know that they do have, like, shelters for women mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, I mean, I would just tell any woman out there, if they're in that situation, like, you got to love yourself enough to, you know what I'm saying, to get out of that situation. Also, men go through the situation, oh, yeah. too. You don't uh-huh. want to just make it seem like... That just women go through it. You have some men out here getting beat up. You know what I'm saying? By their wife or whatever. Uh, but. Getting debo. Yeah. It just. It just seemed. And I don't want to make light of the situation. It just seemed like it would be funny. A man calling. Yeah. I know what you're saying. It sounds funny. Like. Yeah, but actually, it's some aggressive women out here. I'm yeah, not trying to yeah. be funny, and that don't mean that the man is weak. Because as men, we taught like not to put our hands on on women, and some women, they man, they all let go out the door. Right. And then when like when a woman see red, some women see red, like they just blank out. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, what is the man supposed to do? Because the moment he put his hand, oh, you hit me, and you know that. Not but trying you know, to be nowadays, funny. if it's a domestic violence situation, they take both people now. They yeah. don't just take one. Yeah, but, like, the courts, man, and you see it a lot, like, they side with the women. You get what I'm saying? Like, so a man be in a situation, like, uh, what do I do? You get what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, and then, like you say, you might try to get out there i'm not going nowhere and it, it just be it just lock be, yourself in the room until yeah, but they'll, calm down. yeah they'll kick the door <laughs> down you get what i'm saying like so i mean man i i really man it's a tough one because they don't really have no shelters for us not like they don't have like no abuse man. yeah man begin abuse and then a man ain't even gonna say nothing because he gonna feel less but of a man by saying like so it's just like he yeah, going through mental he <laughs> yeah. going through physical like so i mean that don't make you no sucker it's just like man it's just more lenient for the women to go through that thing so um you know we about to get out of here um we could talk about this subject all night but we about to get out of here and the advice I would have uh I'll let you, because you've been through it so I'll let you give your advice then I'll give my two cents towards the bill um as far as like the women i'm speaking to because i'm i'm saying this because i have helped a couple of friends um out of their uh relationships and marriages that they that were abusive and they are in they are happily married now and with healthy men and you know I'm glad that they were able to get out and, you know, get out and without being in a casket. Um, so um, for a woman that can't get out, um, I feel your pain because I know that it's not easy to just walk away. Not when it's certain things that's invested, whether it's your kids or Things like that, um, your kids or your self-esteem, whatever the case may be. I say plan an escape route. I say have a solid support team. Get your support team together of anybody that you can 100% trust that they ain't going to tell where you're at, none of that that's going to stick with you, going to let you stay with you, or whatever the case may be. Make sure you have a solid support team and um plan your getaway whether it's call around about shelters if it's somewhere that you can go your children can go and just figure out a way to to get away from that because your kids need you your family needs you and you need you need yourself and I say that to say like Get your, once you get out, get yourself some help and be around a lot of people that are positive and want to lead you and push you in the right direction so that you can um, get on the right track with your life, whether it's money-wise. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Make sure you got a solid support, meaning, like, somebody that can help you financially if you ain't got no money to get away. Like, just just... Just call around, use your resources, ask your friends, but you can only ask people that you really trust. Ask only the people that you really trust and plan that getaway. 
playing that getaway. Oh, well, my all last words for tonight is I uh, know your self worth. Know know that you're know uh, that you're better than a punching bag. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't paid attention to anything, uh, you have one more thing to say. Yeah. Go ahead. And the reason why I say self worth. If you were good to that man, think about everything you have done for that man. Whether it was everything great that you done for that man, that is what your worth is, and you take that with you. Meaning that if you know that you are loyal, you've been loyal, you've been faithful, you've been a great wife, you cooked, you clean, you were supportive. Whatever it is, take that. That is your worth, and walk away knowing that I am. I am better than this because I know what I did for this man and I don't deserve what he's given me. And take all that goodness that you have and give it to somebody else that's going to des- that deserve it. And trust me, honey, it is somebody out there that is, that's going to want all that goodness. Trust me. That was your final remark? Yeah, that's, that's it. Okay, um, and my final <laughs> remarks is... um. If you haven't really paid attention to anything tonight, uh, make sure you learn how to do one thing, and that's uh, fix grits. What? No, nothing oh, get a man uh, more, you know. <laughs> he, he telling you to cook uh, the grits. Cook the grits. Ask Al Green about the grits. <laughs> uh, as always, we tell you to continue to push. Let's pray until something happens. Uh, also, yes. you got to do something instead of praying. Like, you yes. got to make movement. Put that footwork in. Uh, faith without works is dead. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you like, you can keep hitting it. the subscribe button. And also, guess what, y'all? Y'all can share this. Y'all don't have to keep it to yourself. You can share this. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. We're talking with the Terrells, and we'll catch y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with the Terrells. Make sure you subscribe to our show on all podcast platforms so you never miss a show. Make sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time, folks.